0: It's wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods.
1: Third.
2: So, six of time, it's a Tuesday and weather wise on the mild side. But for those of you in southern Wyoming across I 80, pay attention to Don Day's forecast because, well, while it's not going to be a big kicker of a storm, it's going to disrupt, of course. Driving down I-80, big shocker, huh? Today's show is sponsored by Rabid Penguin Spray. The only spray guaranteed to keep dangerous rabid penguins at bay. You never know when you're going to have to shotgun blast a penguin.
3: Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, drink thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate.
0: This Disclaimer Does not refer to every person
2: named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Okay, in odd bald news to start the program... Okay, let's go to New York City. Uh sorry. now, you know, of course, you know, Trump in New York City, the courts and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, he's gonna appeal this latest decision against him. And in order to do that, he's gonna have to come up with five hundred million dollars bail money yeah, so he can stay out of jail and yeah, and, and appeal this whole thing. It's it's a mess. But anyway, they you know, they'll do what they can to try to destroy Trump so he can't run for president, of course. But now Those people who are anti-Trump fanatics in New York City. (sighs) There is a musical about Trump, his ex-wives, and Stormy Daniels. It will premiere in New York. (laughs) So if you would like to see a musical, and I guess that means a dancing Trump. Some actor is going to have to get all dressed up like Trump and get out there and sing and dance, I guess. But all right. A parody musical about former President Donald Trump, his ex-wives, and adult entertainer Stormy Daniels is going to hit the off-Broadway stage New York in the coming days. The musical called Five, the parody musical, is about Trump, his current wife, his ex-wives, Stormy Daniels, okay, who allegedly Trump paid hush money to and former loyal Mike, lawyer Michael Cohen for the alleged affair uh, with the 45th president. Trump has denied, of course, ever having an affair with her. Boy, now, I wonder, well, it's parody. See, if you're wondering, can he sue them for this? This is satire, so the courts have already ruled. No, people are allowed to do satirical things. All right, so, quote, <clears throat> poised to make America laugh again. Five is an irrelevant musical comedy. Starring some of the women in the life of the past president. And they say, and this is their words, in the past, hopefully not future president. The women are joined by a crowd of favorites. And they each take the spotlight to sing their hearts out in the musical about Trump. This show is expected to run through March 10th. Well, it depends if they can sell tickets or not. We'll see. And it's expected to be a show in the in the off Broadway theaters and the music was written by Bill Reese, I've no idea who that is. Then they talk about choreographing and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I just trying to picture who's gonna play Donald Trump. And you know, it's at some point it'll probably sound like this. Now, having said all of that, if you're rolling your eyes already, there's some kind of disorder at work here. But, I mean, let them have their fun, whatever, if that's what they want to do. Okay. Now, I would love to see a play like that about the Clintons and about Bill Clinton and all his affairs. They could have done that. But, okay. The next story, though from the New York Times. Now I'm not a big fan of the New York Times. They've been a horrible newspaper for a very long time. So when they write something like this it says some Democrats are getting burned out by their unhinged Trump-hating drama. Yeah, this is what they write. This year anti-Trump voters are grappling with another powerful sentiment, exhaustion. Some folks are burned out with outrage according to a Washington-based founder of Outrage, a progressive activism group, and a purveyor of resistance era apparel. Oh, wow. Resistance era apparel. Okay. I might have to look that up. Hang on a second while I looked at it. I had never heard of such a thing. I'm going to go ahead and grab that there, resistance, and I'm going to copy it and put it up in my browser. And let's see. Resistance era apparel. Oh, here we go. Yeah. It, a lot of it has. Uh, a fist raised. There's T-shirts. There's hats, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All sorts of symbols and logos. And okay, well, I bet you actually there's a really big market for stuff like that. I I guarantee you there is, especially among college students. But I'm right, reading them, people are tired. The story says, or and and the guy who's in charge of this apparel store. I think the last election we were desperate to get Trump out of office. And folks were willing to rally around a singular cause for action. And, well, basically, here we go again. So for all those people who fought really hard to make sure that Trump got out of office, now here they go again. So they're just exhausted. So, okay, true story, it says here, FedEx kinkos that my brother-in-law went to last Saturday had only one printer and it was broken. That must be how outraged people who are out of outrage feel these days. Here's a variation, the story says, of an often used refrain that applies to so many situations, especially the entire leftist approach to Trump. When everything is outraged, nothing is outrage. Now, again, I'm just reading from New York Times here. So, um there's an existing you know i wonder when i read stuff like this i often think of the same thing for many other topics out there that people are supposed to be outraged about you know and i often talk about the climate change issues but so many other things the border issues health care etc cetera, etc cetera. can you imagine spending your entire life outraged about things what's the next thing you're supposed to be outraged about income inequality etc 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 goes on right and and there are people that I have known over the years who are constantly in that state of outrage. And it's not only exhausting, but it causes mental issues, which is why I often give advice to people who listen to programs like this. Every so often, just step away for a while and go do something else and quit thinking about it. I would say turn off all media and just and put your phone away, quit looking at all the stories that make you mad and just go away for a while and go do something else. Because honestly, if you don't, it will drive you crazy and you will, in especially in the later years of your life, you're just going to be the most miserable person ever. Talk about someone who's going to need psychological counseling. If you keep yourself in a constant state of outrage over things you're not not only are you not doing anybody else any good you certainly are not doing yourself any good so it's a good idea just to step away from it for a while and if you do step away for a while when you come back you tend to see things a lot more clearly then, if you're constantly looking through the eyes of outrage. Is your life boring?
3: Are you too young for a midlife crisis, but tired of waiting for something to trigger an existential crisis? Why not try generalized anxiety disorder? Make every day a crisis. <laughs>
0: Yep, there you have it. A new level of crazy, and you heard it here first. This program is intended for immature audiences only. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays at 6, on air, on Alexa, and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. 6:36.
2: 6:36 at the time, it's Wake Up, Wyoming. Most of Wyoming is going to have a really nice day, but those of you along the southern part of Wyoming here want to listen to the extended forecast from Donde because it could affect parts of I-80. Nothing horrific, but still impactful. He'll explain what he means in this extended forecast. Now, if you're eating breakfast right now, I'm warning you in advance, just put put it down. Okay, just slide it away in order to hear this next story. All right. Biden administration funding research into edible bugs raised on landfill refuge. I'm pausing to let that sink in because I know right now you're going, what? Yeah. This author says, I thought edible insects were a pretty disgusting concept, but obviously my mind needs to be more flexible to keep up with the federal government bureaucrats are thinking about for your food future. No, not what you want to eat, what they want you to eat. Sustainability. See, that's the word they always have to throw out. That's the watchword for those who rule over us. And nothing more sustainable, apparently, than taking out the trash and feeding it to crickets and other things like that and... Well, it's that or Soylent Green. I'm sorry. And if you don't know what Soylent Green is, you're probably too young to listen to this program. The Daily Caller has a story. It's about as disgusting as you might imagine. Our gracious overlords who are watching down and trying to close down farms across the world to save Mother Gaia. That would be planet Earth in the Western world. Wants us to adopt diets. Of Well, United Department of Agriculture, USDA, began funding research into trash fed crickets as an alternative to conventional and what they call unsustainable protein production as far as back as July of 2023, a federal grant listing shows there's about $130,000 grant support research that addresses the need for more cost-effective production of crickets and sustainable protein sources. They have to throw sustainable in there. According to the listing, specifically, the grant will support research into using municipal landfills, using that waste to feed crickets and other such things that would later be harvested for human consumption. The USDA awarded the money to Mighty Cricket Inc. oh wait <clears throat> hang on I'm just gonna grab that because uh, I have to go look them up now. I' never heard a private firm that sells cricket flour, cricket protein powder and cricket oatmeal. the agency oh God the agency believes that using landfill waste to feed crickets could help them produce cricket feed at lower costs and what is available on the market. I didn't know it was available on the market, but there you have it. Leading to savings that could be passed on to the consumer. Well, you're going to have to lower the price if you want the rest of us to try it. Okay, let's see. Um, Conventional protein production poses a, here we go again, sustainable strain on the ecosystem, requiring unsustainable qualities of uh, water, land, feed, and so on. The grant description reads. The grant description also calls controversial farming and significant sources of greenhouse gas emissions. So farming is now controversial by the way. The grants listing claims uh, that the demand for bug protein has increased in recent years due to public awareness about a more sustainable food source. So they're trying to say that, oh no, people are eating more bugs than ever before. I suppose your bug consumption has gone up. Mine has it, but I guess yours is. To This is a quote. To sustain the world's growing population, food production practices need to dramatically shift toward resources and conservation. Big farming is one solution. Uh, it's not a solution. They're saying it's the problem, according to the grant filed with the USDA. So someday you're going to walk into a restaurant to sit down just to get something to eat.
3: Welcome to Wiggle Burgers. Would you like to see a menu? Sure,
2: but I probably just want a red burger and some fries. I'm in a hurry and I'm, I'm really hungry.
3: You might like the grasshopper bacon Bit or the mealworm arancini. Maybe try some worm salt soup. But
2: wait, what the heck is the Miscal worm salad?
3: Oh, those little guys are great. We crushed them fresh this morning.
2: You... Crush.
3: have to do it while there's still larva, or there's that horrible crunching sound. Besides, most people don't like exoskeleton in their mouth. what the hell are you saving here? Sir, Wiggle Barker's is a bug restaurant. We serve only organic, sustainable bug and bug larva. Gotta keep that carbon footprint down. Save the planet,
2: you know? Uh, Please tell me they brought candy camera back.
3: I don't understand.
2: Yeah, you, you're probably too young for that television show. It was on back when a person had to get up and go change the channel. <gasps> so you remember when the world was in black and white? Well, most things were black and white back then. I have no idea what the hell is going on now. Look, I'm in a rush. Just give me a bowl of cereal. That should be safe enough. You
3: worm puffs okay? Do you want nut milk or freshly squeezed cicada larva?
2: You don't just have cow's milk. Do
3: That's you? disgusting
2: you know if you keep grossing people out like this you'll kill everybody's appetite and starve the human race
3: guaranteed population control that sounds
2: perfect to be honest with me do you really eat this stuff oh
3: come on now if you advocate for this stuff you don't actually have to do
2: it No, but the rest of us
0: better or else damn straight well that image is gonna stick with you all day Sure, this show is sustainable. We sequester all gas emissions to one room. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Wood, live on AM 1030 and FM 95.1, weekends
2: at 6. 6.49 is the time. Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Hey, hey, Glenn. Yes.
4: I saw those pictures of the, the new bed and breakfast that you posted,
2: mm-hmm. and it
4: was... I didn't know if I wanted to take a bite out of the bed or
2: find, oh, I know what you're talking or, about, or, yeah, or,
4: okay. or find out what deranged individual would yes. have a tire in their bedroom that looked like
2: pancakes and yeah, okay. so okay, so i this was supposed <laughs> on my social media, and someone decided using artificial intelligence photoshop, they said, make a bed out of breakfast, so the bed and the covers are like pancakes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's butter on them or whatever else you want. Your pillows might be made out of bacon, you know. Mm-hmm. So I wrote that this is what I dream about when someone is cooking breakfast and I'm still sleeping. Okay.
4: The, the only thing that, that that bed needs, probably maybe not, is yeah. syrup.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you kind of wake up sticky, but, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah.
4: But w- but when they had the, 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 the bacon across yeah. the bed on top of the pancake-looking yes. mattress thing... Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's not – I would just really be worried about uh, sleeping like that with butter melting (laughs) on top of me. I don't know if I really want to do that. But I get – now, what's nice is if you have a bed like that – you don't have to get out of bed to have breakfast. No, because no, the bed no, no, is no. No. Breakfast.
4: no, and the next idea, like we're gonna we're gonna make beds like that for lunch. Sure.
2: Okay, it, 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 I can see sleeping in a ham sandwich. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I about mean, dinner? You know. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Dinner's yeah, really good. And what's nice is when you're done eating and you want to take a nap, you're already there. Right. Yeah. So go ahead and, and eat, and then just fall asleep right where you are. I think. This is what dogs dream
4: about. (laughs) I I was dreaming about it. I can tell you that. Men's college basketball tonight: the Wyoming Cowboys will be in Reno to take on Nevada. It's a win some, you lose some kind of season with a record of 13 and 12 for the Pokes and six and six in Mountain West play. In the latest NCAA Net basketball ratings, UW is 161st in the country with a record of one and seven in Quad One games and five and two in Quad Four games. You, the Pokes, did beat Nevada earlier this season, 98-93, but the Wolfpack are 20 and five on the. Year, seven and five in league play after a win over UNLV their last time out. Huh? That's a nine p.m. start from Reno tonight. We'll have that for you on K two Radio in Casper and KCGY in Laramie. In boys high school basketball from Friday, the top two teams in four A squared off and second rated Laramie beats Cheyenne Central seventy one sixty three. So Laramie is sixteen and three on the year and Central drops to nineteen and two. Cheyenne East beats Cheyenne South sixty one forty one. So East is seventeen and five and South is zero and twenty. Thunder Basin down to Trona fifty two forty nine. So NC is four. 40- and 5. Kelly Walsh is 7 and 13 after a 48-38 loss to Cody. On Saturday, Buffalo over Glenrock in 3A play. 57-32 Glenrock 6-9 and on the year and 1A boys basketball. KC over Hewlett 60-34. to So KC is 7-14 and on the year and Midwest gets to 5-13 and with a 78-29 victory over Arvita Claremont. State High School Wrestling Tournament will start on Thursday in Casper at the Ford Center for the boys. Star Valley and Thunder Basin won regional titles in 4A. Green River and Rollins won their regional tournaments in three, A Moorcroft and Cameron won the 2A regional titles. On the girls' side, Sheridan won the East Regional, and Star Valley won the West Regional. All of that will start on Thursday, run through Saturday at the Ford Center in Casper. A couple of former Wyoming Cowboy football players have been invited to the NFL Combine. Laramie native and offensive lineman Frank Crum is one of them. He started 48 games in his career on the O-line for the Cowboys and was a first-team all-mountain West conference selection. The other guy going to the Combine is linebacker Easton Gibbs. He is eighth on the school's all-time list in tackles with 362 and also a first-team all-conference selection. The NFL Combine will be in Indianapolis from February the 29th through March the 3rd. And that's
5: it in sports. The thing
2: now and I'm really interested in this. now that there's this artificial technology for Photoshop, you can basically just tell the computer, give me an image of this. Is it, and, is it really? really yeah, and, it, and, it, and it just appears. Yeah, the artificial intelligence tries to figure out what you mean. Hmm. And sometimes the results are just hysterical. But as you saw there with the bed in breakfast pictures, it's actually it, – it looks really good. Oh, oh no. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was real. No, no. That's what I'm saying. It, the pictures it, it, are very real. But, yeah, if you want to say you want a picture of a T-Rex wearing an apron and serving lunch at a diner, then it will try to figure that out and it will make that for you.
4: I think technology scares me even
2: more than it did yesterday. No, what scares me more is not the technology. It's the people using it. Very true. Very true. What kind of idiocy that can (laughs) come up with. All right. Thank you, Frank. like this radio show. Let's develop this radio technology and podcasting and see what kind of idiocy we can come up with. I know. We'll give Glenn Woods a show. Wake up, Wyoming.
0: Glenn Woods, he talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio.
5: The next Republican primary is four days away. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. And in a few hours, Nikki Haley plans a speech in South Carolina on the state of the presidential race. But Fox's Jackie Ibanez reports.
1: The Super PAC supporting her campaign does not seem very optimistic about the primary results. Instead, they're looking ahead to March 5th. Quote, South Carolina is a really rough state. It's a very Trump-friendly state. Our hope is that Nikki Haley can make it respectable in South Carolina and move on to Super Tuesday. The Former
5: President Trump, who has a 30-point lead in South Carolina in some polls, will also campaign in the state at a town hall that will air on Fox News Channel at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight. The former president plans to appeal Friday's ruling in New York, where a judge ruled that he and the Trump organization committed fraud in financial transactions, which he continues to deny. But that appeal will be expensive.
6: The
3: judge fined him 350 dollars, uh, but it's close to $450 million when you add in all of that interest. Now, for the appeal, he'll have to put up the full cash amount in escrow. So that would be his own, perhaps, maybe some from his business associates, or he could post a bond. That would allow him to use a mix of cash and assets as well.
5: Fox Business Network's Kelly O'Grady outside Trump Tower, which is among the properties he could sell. There's a new attempt to stop the war in Gaza, an Arab-led ceasefire resolution that the U.S. planned to veto today at the U.N. Security Council. Days after Alexei Navalny's death at a Russian prison, the democracy activist's mother has a YouTube video.
1: I'm addressing you, Vladimir Putin. The solution to the issue depends only on you. Let me finally see my son.
5: He was Putin's fiercest critic, and Navalny's widow believes the Russian leader had him killed. Navalny's family's been told the body won't be released for two weeks. Two Russian nationals have been charged by the Justice Department as the U.S. it's disrupted a cyber hacking operation, a ransomware group that's targeted two thousand victims. America's listening to Fox News. for you man i feel like i'm in my 20s again at work in the gym and in the bedroom are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves yeah you just need to
3: send them a text text body to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of nugenics total tea the number one selling testosterone booster at gnc plus text now and we'll include a
0: bottle of nugenics thermo here is the latest from K2 Radio News.
7: The Wyoming Highway Patrol says that speed may be to blame for a two-vehicle crash that left one trucker dead and another injured. The crash happened around 10, 10 a.m. last Thursday, February 15th at milepost 19 on Wyoming 50 near Gillette. According to a fatality crash summary, a semi was headed north when the driver lost traction on the icy, snow-covered road and jackknifed, blocking the southbound lane. The driver of the southbound semi then crested the hill and struck the jackknifed semi's passenger-side drive axles, causing it the semi's cargo tank to dislodge and impact the cab. The summary says both Semi's cabs were dislodged from their respective chassis and came to rest in the ditch. Despite being buckled up, 39-year-old Wyoming driver Jason Tisdale did not survive. The other driver was also reportedly injured in the crash, but the summary did not say to what extent. Although the 2024 session of the Wyoming legislature is only one week through a scheduled four-week budget session, quite a few high-profile bills have already failed. The dead bills are mostly non-budget proposals. Such legislation faces a higher threshold during a budget session with a two-thirds majority needed for introduction. There is also an element of time involved. The session is slated to wrap up on March 8th. House Speaker Summer says that time is the enemy in a budget session. They prioritize urgent fiscal matters, often leaving little room for other legislative proposals, which he says is exactly how the Wyoming Constitution intended a budget session to be. A total of 350 bills and 13 joint resolutions were filed. The deadline for introduction of bills was Friday. A lot of proposals died because they weren't taken up in time. Among the notable proposals that already died include House Joint Resolution 6 and Senate Joint Resolution 4, which would have called for a convention of the states under Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution. The House proposal was not considered for introduction. The Senate measure failed an introduction vote. Senate File 124 would have prevented teachers' unions from calling strikes. House Bill 132 would have banned the teaching of critical race theory in Wyoming schools. Bill 204 would have decriminalized cannabis. House Bill 193 would have banned sanctuary cities in Wyoming. House Bill 50, the What is a Woman Act, would have mandated separate accommodations for males and females in restrooms and locker rooms, among others. That one got a majority vote in favor at 37-24, to but that fell short of a two-thirds majority needed for introduction during a budget session. The Wyoming Sports Ranch is hoping to open its doors to the public in 2025. Construction has begun for the 131,000-square-foot complex, which is to feature 10 basketball courts, 20 volleyball courts, an indoor multi-use turf space, community rooms, and a sports performance center. As a little pre-party, the Wyoming Sports Ranch is inviting the public to sign their name on a steel beam on February 21st to go in the heart of the facility's atrium and lobby. Afterwards, they'll continue celebrating with an evening reception at Gruner Brothers Brewing, and that'll go from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Reporting from Casper, this is Colby Fedor.
1: It shouldn't cost you money to access your money. That is why Platte Valley Bank offers free ATMs anytime, anywhere. Access to your money won't cost you a dime. Platte Valley Bank, member FDIC. It'll be breezy, but mild. Upper 40s and low 50s today. Gusty southwest winds. Lows tonight near 30 degrees. It'll be partly to mostly cloudy on Wednesday. Low to mid 40s. Wednesday and Wednesday night. Into Thursday morning, a few snow showers possible. Mid 40s Wednesday, 20s Wednesday night, low to mid 40s are for highs on Thursday.
2: It's a Tuesday. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Thanks for joining me. 888-97-WOOD's a phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven woods Today's show is sponsored by Rabid Penguin Spray, the only spray guaranteed to keep dangerous rabid penguins at bay. I'm not sure if you shot a penguin. Could you eat it? Are they edible? I'm going to have to look that up for you. I never know. If you're attacked by one, there might be an opportunity for a meal here. All right, so latest story from Cowboy State Daily and this has to do with EV charging stations across the state of Wyoming that effort to build out EV charging stations is struggling to find any kind of traction still. Now this despite your federal government showed up with money and all sorts of promises and it turned out not to be a good deal which is why a lot of Wyoming businesses just said we're not just not going to do that. Which is why I come back to, if it were a good deal, we wouldn't need to subsidize it or try to coerce people into doing it. Just like gas stations just popped up all over the place, EV charging stations. If they were a good deal, would just be popping up all over the place. So it says, Wyoming Department of Transportation may be getting a jumpstart building out multi-million dollar network of electric vehicle charging stations across the state with federal money. But concerns continue to linger that the effort may be losing some steam. Let me pause right there. So it should not be up to the Wyoming Department of Transportation to try to build out EV stations, charging stations. It should be up to private businesses, again, just like gas stations. Your federal government did not go around the country handing out money trying to get people to build gas stations. It just happened because it made sense because people saw money making opportunity. But here in order to get everybody into electric vehicles, they have put to, they have to put the squeeze on the current vehicle you're driving to get you out of it and then subsidize the hell out of getting you into an electric vehicle. As I explained before, that's an artificial marketplace, so it's not going to work. Story says, WyDOT recently got a jolt to move with its proposed plan to build charging stations from the Federal Highway Administration, even though nothing has yet been built and solicitations to bring on board contractors for a statewide charging networks haven't happened. Nonetheless, some concerns have arisen over the pace of Wyoming's rollout, perhaps because it only has 800 registered electric vehicle owners that's the lowest of any state. Additionally, reports emerged this weekend that the Biden... And I told you about this yesterday. The Biden administration may be putting the brakes on stringent emission standards. They were hoping if they regulate the hell out of emission standards from your internal combustion engine vehicle, then that would force you out of those cars and force you into electric vehicles. But they're not... They're holding back on that now, it looks like. Which... Uh, to me, is confusing because I thought the end was nigh. We better hurry up and get this done before the planet is destroyed. But apparently, no, no, no. We're going to have to delay that a bit. Are you going to delay the end of the world too? I didn't know you could delay the the apocalypse. Uh, well, I guess they can because they keep kicking down the can uh, or kicking the can down the road on that one. But all right. The new thinking is designed to let automakers manufacture a smaller percentage of their EV fleets by 2030, as originally forecast. Wyoming hasn't had an easy go of getting electric vehicle charging stations off the ground. This is partially why Wydot paused the program last May and began a reboot in December to regain traction. Still not a whole lot has happened. So the story from Cowboy State Daily says, in the meantime, some... In Wyoming are getting creative to accommodate people driving electric vehicles through the cowboy state. The owner of an RV park along I-80 told Cowboy State Daily last month that he's rigged a couple of RV power outlets uh, just for use in case of an emergency in fact most of that end up using that are most of the people that end up using it have been towed in. <laughs> So, okay, Uh, the departure of a key YDOT manager's concern over the past is profit sharing with investments and building along the main interstate roads that worries were, were cited by YDOT for the temporary halt. Also, if these charging stations are not kept up with, if they start to break down and nobody repairs them and business owners give up on them, then... Wyoming owes that money back to the federal government, according to the deal. So it's not a good deal for us, or anybody, really, for that matter. Uh, To get things going again, YDOT recently went out to the public to collect more comments on suggestions to improve the program. About half a dozen parties submitted comments to the agency by the end of last month's deadline with their thoughts on the program and how they should proceed one, here's a comment, I'm frustrated, said Justin Wood, an entrepreneur from northeastern Wyoming at Sundance, who has brought up uh, property in downtown and throughout Crook County along U.S. Route 14 that runs from Devil's Tower to the Black Hills, South Dakota. He said the biggest barrier to EV charging stations and develop it is complicated. Yeah, and how the Wyoming weather may impact the vehicles, he wrote. He also said you can't get YDOT to reach out to him with help navigating the procurement system. So here, once again, a typical government involved in in any kind of program. So once again, in order to get something done with government involved in it, it's a really complicated process with a lot of unanswered questions. He said, I haven't heard anything from anyone, he told Cowboy State Daily. The city, Sundance, is growing, he said, and I want to expand with it. I have really good locations for charging stations in the downtown area, close to where people walk and restaurants and things like that. So a full review, the story says, is underway with steps in the EV build-out process, according to YDOT. Despite the noise of the slow start, they hope to continue the program. Now, again, I, I still have to... Go back to what I originally say. Why do we have to do this? If this was a good idea, then the marketplace would have already taken care of it. You cannot build an artificial economy. It has never worked. If electric vehicles were working out, people would be snatching them up, buying them like crazy. And so charging stations would be popping up all over the place because you'd need charging stations for them. That's what happened with the internal combustion engine. But here I would say to the state of Wyoming and to WyDOT, just stop it. Just let the federal government know that we're a free market capitalist state. And we just let the marketplace do what it does. All right. So the response submitted... By interested parties in building EV charging stations on the network last month came from varied industries, including EV charging companies, a utility company, one landowner who wants to host EV stations. Uh, So there are some people out there who wouldn't mind doing it. But then again, here's where you get stuck with the bill. Three months before the program was paused, this is last year, Wyoming head of transportation Retired after four years in the role amid staffing challenges with the agency. Additionally, special projects officer and a contract employee who helped build out EV infrastructure projects with the federal government left of the department. The program was placed on hold over concerns. The state could get stuck with a hefty bill if unprofitable stations were abandoned. And this goes back to why I said in the first place that it doesn't work. I'll go, let's go back to what I said before because this is just how basic capitalism works. If a business owner builds an electric charging station and the charging station is either losing money or breaking even, that doesn't do him any good. So when, not if or might or maybe, but when the charging station eventually develops problems and breaks down, and I say that with all confidence because everything eventually breaks down. I don't care what you have. It eventually is going to wear out and is going to need repairs. So when the station breaks down, the business owner will take a look at it and try to decide, is it worth repairing If I'm not making a profit or if I'm losing money, then why am I – if I go and put money into repairs, then I'm really losing money because the the repair bill, I'm never going to get that back. So the business owner will not repair the system. If it ends up making him money, he will which is where we wind into, uh, wind up with a problem and where the state of Wyoming will end up having to owe back the federal government for stations that are not operational. So dear Wydot, just get out of it. Just hand the money back to the federal government and say, I'm sorry, we believe in free market capitalism. If EV stations pop up around the country, it's going to be for the same reason that gas stations just popped up because they there was a need for it and people saw that they could make money with gas stations, and so they started to build them without any help from your government.
5: So wake up Wyoming.
1: Welcome to Wolf Radio, W-O-K-E. is the top of the hour, and we're sponsored by Rainbow Mood Hair Color, the hair dye that changes your hair color depending on
5: what's pissing you off
0: now. When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. 7.22
2: 7.22 is the time. It's wake-up, Wyoming. I mean, so i get where I was just talking once again about those electric charging stations that the federal government is trying to use YDOT to put up around. And heavily subsidized, things like that, because the marketplace doesn't naturally support it. Here's John and Gillette. Isn't it funny the feds want us to use more electricity, but they don't want us to make more electricity? Yeah? That's interesting. Well, and putting up wind and solar. Well, that's where we'll get our, our electricity from. Pure fantasy, as that's been shown time and time again. In Europe, California, you know, and other places like that. So that's just pure fantasy. Jim and Casper, I think that they would be... There would be a good opportunity for businesses throughout Wyoming to put EV outlets at existing gas stations at their own expense without government subsidies. Then... They could charge out the blank for people using them and make a profit. Well, here again, I, it, Jim. If, if give you a great example of this. To me, this is one of the funniest places that I've seen—a charging station in Wyoming, Wheatland, Wyoming. You're pulling off Interstate 25 to this gas station. I think it's a Sinclair, and, and there's several charging stations right there. Now, as people charge their vehicles, it's a nice thing that that gas station has a restaurant that they can go into and sit down and wait because this is going to take a while. Off in the distance within sight right there, probably about a mile and a half away at most, maybe less, is a coal power plant. So, you know where the electricity is coming from, right? Yeah, Okay. I, to me, that's just absolutely hysterical. Now... If the company that put those charging stations there thinks that they can make money off of that, then they should go for it. And if you find those charging stations there years from now, like we go back five, ten years from now, and there's still charging stations there, that means they're making money at it. But don't do it through subsidies because that doesn't work. Again, artificial marketplaces don't work. But what also gets me, this is what's really irritating. If you think that irritates me, get a load of this. They don't want us, they, the big they, don't want us making our own decisions. And we, the big we as a country, keep voting for this. They want to tell us what kind of car to drive. They want to tell us what kind of food that we're going to eat. Where to live, what kind of jobs to have, things like that. Well, this is supposed to be a free country where you or the big collective we make our own decisions. Each and every one of us get to decide what we want to do. It's not up for anybody else to decide for us. So when you go shopping for a vehicle, you get to decide what kind of vehicle you want to buy based on whatever your standards are. I have my own. But you, whatever standards you have, you buy a vehicle according to them. And it should not be up to anybody else. And the marketplace will support what you're buying. If enough people wanna buy what you're buying, it's gonna be available at a reasonable price. That's the way this works. That's the way a free market system works. But what we're living in right now, and this is our own fault for allowing these people to continue to wind up in office. We keep voting off as people who want to manage society and are afraid of the idea of us, we as individuals, making our own decisions. They hate that idea that every single morning you get up and you start making your own decisions. Drives them absolutely bonkers. And I think a lot of it, there's this involves so many different elements, but I think a big part of it is that idea that you get to decide – how you want to live your own life. So, look, if you're someone who thinks that the best thing to do for uh, your country, for yourself, for the world, whatever, is to drive an electric vehicle and live in a tiny home and recycle and so on, and you think that makes you a responsible person and so on, then you go do that if that's what you like. If your neighbor, on the other hand, disagrees with you, you're welcome to go talk to your neighbor and try to convince them, but you're not allowed to force them. That's how a free country is supposed to work. But we're not living in that right now because of the kinds of people that we keep electing. And I big, I mean, that not you alone, but as a big collective we, American people keep electing those who promise them all sorts of wonderful things and want to manage and control society. When you find a politician running for office and they're promising to solve all of your problems, buyer beware. Especially when they promise you absurd things like, well, <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna fix that weather for you. You don't like the weather? Yeah. Too hot or too cold for you? Don't you worry about that because we can fix the weather. You'll never have to put up with another drought or flood or hurricane or tornado. And the weather's always going to be nice and perfect. And what you think it's supposed to be, we're going to fix that for you. So you elect us and we're going to control society. We're going to control everybody in society. And we're going to fix the weather so you never have to experience bad weather ever again. Trust us, we're from the government, and we're here to help. And when you hear politicians talk that way, you should right away know that, okay, don't vote for this person. Mainly because you're talking, well, a lot of reasons, but a big one of them is they're control freaks. Now, if you find a politician who says, I want to make sure to give you back your liberties and freedoms so you can go ahead and live the life that you want to live. And government's job is to protect that. Not to provide for you, not to tell you what to do, but to protect those liberties and freedoms. That's what government's supposed to be doing. Now, there's someone you want to vote for. Coming up on 7.30, so local news coming to you right after local news update on the weather forecast. Oh, at about 7.39-ish, our man and Cheyenne, Doug Randall, with a legislative update. And then Don Day comes on for those for most of Wyoming, it's gonna be really a, a pretty pleasant day. For those people along I-80, you're gonna to want to listen to what Don Day has to say because there's just this swath of just a long line of weather. And it's marching right across I-80, and it's gonna cause some problems. We'll talk about that at about seven forty-five with day us Wake up Wyoming.
0: Thursday. Like a strong cup of coffee in the morning. Tasteless, but it will get you through the day. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods.
2: 736 the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. So for those interested in the legislative update, our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, will be up in just a couple of minutes to give you that. I can tell you 172 bills so far dead in this Wyoming session. That's quite a bit and more to come. And that's a good thing. Now, I know there's some of these bills you folks out there would love to see passed, but it's a budget session. And because it's a budget session, a lot of stuff just dies before it's ever seen. Here's a story again, Cowboy State Daily. An accelerated four-week Wyoming legislative buzz session makes uh, weeds—oh, uh, sorry, weeding—through bills a merciless task. After the first week of the 2024 session was completed, as of Friday, 172 bills either failed to be introduced or were not considered at all. Another handful were introduced and defeated by committee. Overall, it was a five-day massacre of the 367 bills that were filed the second most for a budget session in Wyoming history. Again, this is the way it's supposed to be. In a Sunday press release, House Speaker Albert Summers, Republican Pinedale, described the dynamic as a necessary evil. He said, timers are enemy in the budget session. We prioritize urgent fiscal matters, often leaving little room for other legislative proposals, which is exactly how the Wyoming Constitution intends a budget session to be, which is why I like every other year in the state of Wyoming They're allowed to pass laws. And even then, they're on a time constraint. So even though we have problems in Wyoming, of course we do, but we don't have as many problems as other states do because we don't allow our lawmakers to sit around all day long, making law after law after law all year round. They meet, but they do have uh, different committee meetings throughout the year. But as far as official lawmaking time, lawmaking time, not budget time, lawmaking time, they meet every other year for a very short period of time. That keeps us out of a lot of trouble that you see a lot of other states get into. Imagine how bad it would be if we let them do whatever they wanted year-round.
0: let
2: wake up Wyoming.
0: Covering world-ending catastrophes for years to come. The it's first Wake ever Up Wyoming depressing depressing with the shelves Today, content, approved by the FDA last month, Despandex is intended the as a treatment Wyoming for the, the approximately
6: app. 20 million Americans who are insufferably cheery. Tests prove the drug is effective at reducing a range of symptoms, from squealing loudly when a friend calls to use of the phrase "cool beans" and excessive hugging. Doctor Almond Way calls the drug a huge step forward in the battle against crazy. exuberance.
2: If you're in a good mood every so often, well. That's fine. That's normal.
5: This is for those that have a persistent positive outlook on life.
6: Eva Henry of New Haven, Connecticut, began participating in a clinical trial of despondex six weeks ago.
8: I was always telling people how cute their outfits were and bringing them little gifts. I'd beam at anyone who made eye contact with me. I didn't realize life didn't have to be like that.
6: Eva said she never knew how her annoyingly chipper attitude was affecting those around
8: her. Over and over again, I'd ask Jeff to ride his bike down to the botanical garden with me. No matter how many times, he said no. And she was always smiling. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what to do to help him. I used to think, why am I the only one trying to set up single friends with each other? And now I realize it. I, I was sick. I needed treatment. Eva says the drug may have saved their marriage. Now Jeff and I can just waste a night sitting on the couch watching a TV show. Neither of us enjoy mm. like a regular. This Wyoming legislative report is brought to you by the Wyoming Rural Electric Association, asking the legislature to look out for all members. A number of high-profile bills are already dead for this legislative session, either because they missed deadlines for introduction or failed to meet the two-thirds majority vote for introduction of non-budget bills. Among the high-profile bills that are dead for this session, actually two joint resolutions, House Joint Resolution 6 and Senate Joint Resolution 4, these resolutions would have called for convention of the states under Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution, the House proposal was not considered for introduction. The Senate measure failed an introduction vote. Supporters of, a, uh, of an Article 5 convention have tried for years to get a call for one approved from the Wyoming legislature. So far, they've not been successful, and it looks like that won't happen this year either. Senate File 124 would have prevented teachers' unions from calling strikes. That failed an introduction vote. House Bill 132. Would have banned the teaching of critical race theory in Wyoming schools. Was not considered for introduction. House Bill 204 would have decriminalized cannabis. That was not considered for introduction. House Bill 193 would have banned sanctuary cities in Wyoming. That bill, sponsored by Representative Daniel Singh, a Republican of Laramie County, was not considered. And the What is a Woman Act, sponsored by Representative Jeanette Ward of Natrona County, a Republican. That bill would have mandated separate accommodations for males and females in restrooms and locker rooms, among other situations. It actually got a majority vote in favor at 37 to 24, but that was short of the two-thirds majority needed for introduction during a budget session. And we're now a week and a day through the 2024 budget session. The session scheduled to run through March 8th. Wyoming's Rural Electric Cooperatives are rooted in surrounding communities. They aren't just responsible for
5: power. They strive to empower and support all the people they serve. Their electric co-ops provide over 1,500 stable and well-paying jobs in Wyoming's rural areas, and they've given back almost $219 million to communities in the last 10 years. They deliver affordable, reliable,
8: and safe energy and believe in the power of community. Brought to you by the Wyoming Rural Electric Association. Asking the legislature to look out for all members. This Wyoming legislative report has been brought to you by the Wyoming Rural Electric Association.
2: 7.45 is the time off. We go to talk to Don Day, Day weather. So according to what I've been hearing from you, Don, very nice day throughout the majority of Wyoming, except if you're on I-80, beware.
1: Yeah, we already overnight saw a good amount of snow. In fact, the chain law is in effect between Evanston and and Mountain View along Interstate A, the area they call the Sisters there. Uh, several inches of snow fell with some heavy snow showers overnight. as That California storm is just throwing instability and moisture towards that far western and southwest areas of the state. And that's where the action going to be. Elsewhere, it's going to be pretty mild. I mean, we're enjoying this very mild Pacific air coming on in. But it's also going to be a little bit windy in spots. But that I-80 corridor, Glen. For today, tonight, tomorrow, and into early Thursday is going to be a travel headache. And it's not necessarily continuously across all of Interstate 80, but in sections. So, uh, beware if you're headed those ways and even south of Casper on through Muddy Gap through the Shirley Basin area, some of those snow showers could pass through as well.
2: Isn't it interesting that it's just this one long, thin strip of weather that just happens to go right across I-80? I mean, up from California through Wyoming and so on, it follows that route.
1: It's kind of interesting, isn't it? And, you know, we we saw this last winter when we saw all that storminess hit California and there's uh, just the right setup that directs that moisture just the right direction to pick on Interstate 80. It does... No, if it seems like Interstate Eighty's picked on, it's because it, it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Okay, now we do have about another, other than that, about another week here of mild weather, then a possibility of what? Some good cold, right?
1: Yeah, we're we're going to be dominated by this Pacific flow here, probably through Monday. So that means above average temperatures, but occasionally these waves of Pacific moisture coming through, but really. You get east of the divide. There's really not going to be much going on other than mild, breezy conditions. Now, next week, we got a really strong northerly branch of the jet stream developing across from the Aleutians over to the east, uh, the far western side of the Pacific. That's going to change the dynamic. What that's going to do is open the door to Canadian air again. So by early to mid next week, especially by next Tuesday and Wednesday, much colder air returns, snow chances start to go back up
2: again. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with day weather. Well, okay. Say again. Picking on that I-80 corridor. What a perfect place to go ahead and build a highway. Off we go to the ice box, Frank Gambino's waiting by. Since Don mentioned weather, I have a guide for you, Frank. For those people who put out garbage cans, you can tell how windy it is based on what your garbage can is doing.
4: Well, it, I would measure it in distance. Also, yes. oh yeah, well so, no. so, so it's going to you know fall over. That that's fine. If yeah. garbage is all over the street, that's bad. Right. But if it's down the block,
2: yeah, like um. Well, see. I found this out because some meteorologists around the country actually include this in their forecast. Okay. Oh, how far the garbage yeah. can yeah. Exactly the block. right. Yeah. <laughs> so. If it's rocking back and forth, and this means, you know, when you have garbage in it, okay, so that's some weight. But if it's rocking back and forth, oh, about 10 to 15 miles an hour. Yeah. If the lid pops open, you're talking about like 20, 20-some 20 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. If it has completely tipped over, you're over 30 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. All right. If it's in your neighbor's yard, 40-some miles yes. an hour. If it's missing <laughs> – And what gets me is, as I was putting this together, I started finding, I was looking for YouTube videos on this idea. And I did find there are some meteorologists from around the country that when they get into windy weather, they actually say, well, let's take a look at your garbage can report. And they do this. You know, garbage cans have addresses that,
4: you know, they paint on them. You know, so if you lose your garbage yes. can, you can put like a picture on the telephone pole. Right, yeah. Have yeah. you seen my garbage <laughs> that's can, that's right. you know, with, with the address on there? Oh, I got it. It's over here. So it's somebody
2: in in Nebraska can go ahead and take a look look at their garbage can and go, oh. Oh. Rock Springs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way to go down there. yeah. And then the story that I have on the Wake Up Wyoming site with this guy, and if you want to see the news report, the uh, this has got to be science. If it's meteorologists doing this, this makes it science, Frank. Yeah, of course. But there's also a dash cam video of a guy driving through his neighborhood, and all of the trash cans are just all over the place, and so is garbage just all over the place, which is why I'm sure it's the same with you. My garbage can weighs a ton even before I put garbage in it. Mine's fairly light. Yeah. And, and, you know, every so often I've seen it tipped over after it's
4: been picked up. Yeah. You know, but nothing okay. while, while it's been full. Is it your personal
2: garbage can or is it the city's garbage can? Well, it's the city's garbage game that you pay for every month. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Well, it depends on where you live as to what kind of, you know, because mine is in my back alley. It belongs to the city, and it's a really big, heavy. Yeah, big one. Yeah, there you go.
4: (laughs) Men's College basketball tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys will be in Reno to take on Nevada. It's been a winsome, you lose some kind of season with the folks with a record of 13 and 12 overall, 6 and 6 in Mountain West play. In the latest NCAA net basketball ratings, UW is 161st in the country with a record of one and seven in quad one games but five and two in quad four games. Folks did beat Nevada earlier this season, 98-93 With the Wolfpack are twenty and five on the year, seven and five in league play. After a win over UNLV, their last time out. That's a nine p.m. start from Reno tonight. We'll have that for you on K two Radio and Casper and KCGY in Laramie. Boys high school basketball from Friday. The top two teams in four A squared off, and second rated Laramie beat number one Cheyenne Central, 71-63. Laramie is sixteen and three on the year, and Central drops to nineteen and two. Cheyenne East beat Cheyenne South, sixty one forty one. East is seventeen and five, and South is over and 20. Thunder Basin down Natrona Trona 52-49. NC is 14-5, and Kelly Walsh is 7-13 after a 46-38 loss to Cody. On Saturday, Buffalo beat Glenrock in 3A, play 57-32, so Glenrock is 6-9 and one a KC over Hewlett 60-34, so KC 7-14 on the season. Midwest gets to 5-13 with a 78-29 win over Arvada Claremont. State High School Wrestling Tournament will start on Thursday in Casper at the Ford Center. For the boys, Star Valley and Thunder Basin won regional Titles in 4A. Green River and Rollins won their regional tournaments in 3A, with Moorcroft and Kemmerer winning 2A regional titles on the girls' side. Sheridan won the East Regional and Star Valley the West Regional that all starts with the state tournament on Thursday and runs through Saturday at the Ford Center. A couple of former Wyoming Cowboy football players have been invited to the NFL Combine. Laramie Native and offensive lineman Frank Crum, one of them, started 48 games in his career with the Cowboys on the O-line and a first-team All-Mountain West Conference selection. The other guy going to the Combine is linebacker Easton Gibbs, who is is eighth in the school's all-time list in tackles with 362, and also a first-team All Mountain West All Mountain West Conference selection. And the NFL Combine will be in Indianapolis from February the 29th through March the 3rd. That's it in sports.
2: NFL Combine? I don't know what that is. It's
4: like a big tryout. Oh, okay. For NFL scouts. Gotcha, so you, they okay. take all these, um, you know, NFL players. They do all the calisthenics, the speed drills, the jumping right. drills. Can you catch and you know, and all these uh, agility things, you know, and mm-hmm. and you're graded by all these teams. And then they say, okay, this guy is worth drafting. You know, right. and that's, that's how,
2: how you do it. It's a seen and be seen kind of a thing. It's huge. Okay. Is this something that the average Joe can get into? You right. gotta be invited. You gotta be invited. Okay. Because I, in, I do know, you've talked about them before, they do have some events where anybody can show up. Well, yeah,
4: you know, but, but the Combine is a big one.
2: The combine's a big one. Alright, alright. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Open phones too, so I've been talking about what I want talking about. But of course, every single day I give you some open phones. So we get into the eight o'clock hour. It's going to be eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight eight ninety 97 O D S. One of the stories I have for you in New York, off Broadway play, Trump the musical. Yes, you heard that. Someone's doing Trump the musical. I'll explain. I just want to know what actor gets to play a singing, dancing Donald Trump. I don't know. Next time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Six of the time it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Tuesday. And so I was about to say over the hump we got. No, I gotta wait till tomorrow to say that. Today's show is sponsored by Rabid Penguin
5: Spray, the only spray guaranteed to keep dangerous rabid penguins at
2: bay. I still haven't looked up yet. Are penguins edible? I mean, maybe you can just shoot it. And then eat it.
3: Morning. Wake up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave, (coughs) all right, strap in. And let's do this
2: thing. ninety-seven Woods, a phone number? That's 888 97 You can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject. Fine, I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. To get us kicked off and started today, head over to Mills, Wyoming, where Jude wants to have a heartfelt conversation with all of you. Hey, Jude. Hey, I have to apologize. Yesterday was
6: one of those days. And I sounded like a, a crazy woman, and the FBI is probably knocking on my door as we speak. <laughs> <came. laughs>
2: okay, wait, wait, wait. First, first off, first of all, let, let's get something clear. You always sound like a crazy woman. You just sounded crazier. Yeah, I okay.
6: was a little crazier because I was—I don't know—I—I'm I, one of those people. I love the law, and the letter of the law means everything to me because I studied under one of the best lawyers in the state harry g bondy and he taught me so much about the love of the law and after i got done reading all of the ways that they have attacked trump and just some of the ridiculous charges and all of that i just lost it you know but i want to apologize to everybody no i'm not going to go blow up the white house or anything like that and i'm not going to poison anyone's food (laughs) (laughs) i just You know, I've just had enough of the inconsistency in in our judges, in our judicial system. And I really think we need to get back to the letter of the law and read it like it is and understand it like it is, as well as our Constitution. But anyway, I'm sorry, guys. I'll I'll put my crazy hat away.
2: Okay. well, for now. We
6: all know Judy.
2: (laughs) At some point something's gonna light your fuse again. But thank you for calling back and apologizing. I appreciate that.
6: Well thank you for allowing me to do so. Absolutely.
2: All right. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number. That's eight eighty eight ninety seven W O O D S. Greg is in Nebraska. Hello, Greg. Hey, good morning. I
9: just wanted to comment on the little bit of news that came out just a little bit ago about the convention of states resolution not making it out of committee again hmm. you know come on people this is one of the few ways that we the people have to change the stuff that's going on in Washington and I I dislike calling Washington a swamp because the swamp is a viable ecosystem it's, it's not a swamp it's a sewer mm-hmm. you know because a sewer is full of you know what Yeah, and it's, it's a sewer somebody needs to flush it and if we, if we don't get a two-track approach to this going, you know, politics, whatever, Trump, whatever, okay, fine, whatever. You know, if he wins, he wins. I'm sure he's going to change some stuff. But the convention of states, it's a narrow focus. It's a matter of I think people are afraid, well, this fringe group's going to come in and, and legalize shooting rabid penguins, you know, or mm-hmm. some stuff like that. And it's, it's not what it is. It's a narrow focus. It, it specifies what's going to happen, and and you you go forward from there, and, it, and it's common sense, and it's the people who are voicing this. You know enough here. We got to do something because otherwise, uh, Washington may find out that there's you know 22 million veterans in the United States, and 14 million of us can jump in our truck and go right back into the crap. And I'm being polite when I say crap. No, I understand. I
2: I appreciate you editing your language. I've had to, you know, I had to hit the dump button on Donald Trump when he was on this program. He got passionate and dropped, I and I had to hit the 10-second delay button. I thought, I am the only talk show host that I know of in the history of talk radio that's ever had to hit a dump button on a sitting or former president. But anyway, Convention of the States, it probably didn't pass this time around in Wyoming just because this is a budget session and not much passes except budget stuff. Well,
6: okay, but,
9: but they went at it a year ago. And they still didn't do it. And I think they went at it three years ago and they still didn't do it. And it's like, right. you know, come on. We're at, I think, what, 23 states right now? 22, somewhere in that neck of the woods. We we got to, hey, to get that neck of the woods. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we got to get the 34 or 37. I don't remember the exact one. One is to get it, the convention called, and the other one is ratification afterwards. Right. But the point is is come on, people, this is our chance to fix this. It is the people talking. It is not a politician. I mean, and, I, and I'll be perfectly honest with you, uh, you know, when it comes, like Senator Barrasso, I mean, uh, he's, I think he's figuring it out, but you know, every time you turn around, you see Mitch McConnell and who's surgically attached to his hip. Right. You know, right. his nickname, I've heard people say, well, it's Hollywood Barrasso because he wants to get in there. You know, and since the alumnus, you know, God God bless the girl. She's making an effort, but give me, tell me something that she has done that's memorable. Mm. I'll wait. Yeah. You know, and Harriet Hageman, you know, once again, God bless the girl. She kind of tore into them a little bit in committee, which was good. You know, I like that. But, you know, how effective is she going to be after two or three terms? Is she going to be sucked into the sewer like all the rest of them were?
2: Right. All
6: right. Anyway
2: thank you Greg. I'm God. glad you had a chance to vent. I appreciate it. we'll see what happens. The convention of the state people I believe need to figure out how to make more noise because whenever I've spoken to them, they don't really know how to get the word out you know and and maybe, maybe they need to hire someone to help them out.
9: Well and that's just it right there. you know I mean a, a long time ago when I was young and stupid, I was in sale but I learned one lesson people don't buy stuff for two reasons. They misunderstand what you're selling mm. or they cannot perceive how it's going to help them. Right. So you know, present your sell you gotta sell it. Yeah. I mean you gotta sell it.
2: That's All right. it.
3: But anyway. All
2: right. I, Thank you, Greg. Greg calling in from Nebraska. You can do the same thing. Triple eight ninety seven woods phone number, eight eighty eight ninety seven W O O D S. Now since I had uh, brought up Penguins as today's sponsor and then he brought up Penguins, I looked it up while he was talking there. Not that I wasn't listening to him, I, I would. Yeah, it's uh, not legal to hunt penguins, uh, but penguins are edible, and they have been sold commercially in some restaurants as something that you can eat. So I was just curious about that. Are penguins something that you can eat? And actually, the answer to that is yes, they are edible. I am. If you're wondering what does a penguin taste like. Well, of course, like chicken. What do you expect? If you ever have a problem, just call me and I'll sing for you. And you'll
3: realize that compared to my singing, your problem ain't that bad.
0: Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app.
2: 819 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. All right, 888-97. phone number? 888-97-WOODS. Real quick, over to New York City we go, where someone is putting on an off-Broadway play, Trump the Musical. Trump, 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 Trump. probably not going to sound anything like that, but okay, anyway, yeah, they're going to do Trump the Musical. Here's the deal. A parody musical about Donald Trump is, uh, and his ex-wives. And Stormy Daniels, adult entertainer. Gonna hit an off-Broadway stage, New York, next couple of days. Musical is called Five, the parody musical. It's about Trump, his current wife, his ex-wives, Stormy Daniels, who you know the allegations of hush money and so on and so on. and at some point during the course of the play, each of the different women get a chance to get up there and sing about Donald Trump. Now I'm looking at this thinking, okay, okay um if that's what you want to do, hey, has anyone thought about doing a musical about Bill Clinton? And all of his women. And and boy, the, the musical sequence where Hillary gets to get up and sing ought to be great. Of course, it's going to sound like a cat screaming in pain, but still. But yeah, let's have all the women Bill Clinton has been involved with. Whether those women wanted to be involved with him or not didn't matter to Bill. That'd be great. Let's see, I'm taking a look at the poster and the website for this. Uh, divorce! Hilarious, uncensored, the parody musical. Four weeks only. Look out! Six. Here comes five. The parody musical. Uh, Yeah, Henry the Fifth eight and his five wives had nothing on Donald the Forty-Fifth with these five ladies. Boys to make America laugh again. It's supposed to be irreverent. Okay. Oh Lord, there's. I'm look out. I'm,
0: here comes five, okay. the parody musical.
2: Hang on, Doesn't hang, that on, sound hang fun? on, before I play. Good, this is just a short little promo, and it's like 16 seconds long. But as I play this, just what do you notice about the person voicing this? And I'll let your imagination run wild. Here we go.
6: Look out, six. Here comes five, the parody
4: musical. Doesn't that sound fun? Now playing off Broadway.
2: They're making America laugh again. Makes me want to buy tickets real
0: bad.
2: Okay, yeah, that's... (laughs) Now, I bring that up because there's this other story that I found. To me, this kind of goes with it. New York Times is writing this. So it's not me. Don't look at me. New York Times is writing this. Some Democrats are getting just burned out on their unhinged Trump-hating drama. Now, I think that in general, some people get burned out on constant drama. There are people I've met in my life where it's a mental disorder. They're constantly involved in drama. This is what they do. They can't help themselves. Something's wrong with them. But everybody gets burnt out on it at some point. That's why I often encourage people now and then turn off the news, walk away from it, go do something else for a while. And when you come back, you'll have a fresh look at things. Because it's just a lot of stress. People stress themselves out. A story from New York Times reads, This year, anti-Trump voters are grappling with another powerful sentiment. Exhaustion, says the Times. Some folks are burned out on outrage. According to the Washington-based founder of Outrage, a progressive activism group and purveyor of resistance-era apparel. So, in other words, if you want to buy T-shirts and hats and things like that with all sorts of, Uh, woke ideologue resistance stuff written on it. You can do that. She's probably making a a ton of money. She said, people are tired, I think, last election. We were desperate, she says, to get rid of Trump, get him out of office. But then here we are again. And they have to do this all over again and they're just exhausted. True story. The FedEx kinkos that my brother-in-law went to last Saturday, says this author, had only one printer, and it was broken. It must have been all of the outrage stuff they had to print out, but okay. According to the New York Times, yeah, there are people who are actually seeking therapy because of all of this. Now, This is from the ever-outraged crowd, which I think is a horrible way to live your life. I honestly think it's one of the worst things you can do with your life. I understand looking around the world and getting upset and getting angry at different things and wanting to fix problems, and I get it. I really do. But there's also got to be a time where you just go and enjoy life. Guilt-free. Just go enjoy life. And these are people who are exhausted from their own constant nonstop outrage, which is another reason I suggest when it comes to the television news networks, turn them off. Just shut it off, which is why on this program every so often I'll have a day where I'm not really going to talk about anything that's all that newsy because I know there's a burnout factor that comes with all of this. And now and then you just got to go enjoy your life a little bit. The, oh, and on that note, let me call something up again here. S- since I'm talking about outrage, don't just think I'm talking about Trump outrage. I mean, in general, I'm talking about outrage, right? Well, on that note, there is a group of people who are seeking, and they have been for quite a while, uh, seeking therapy because of climate anxiety. So this is from Bloomberg News. Bloomberg News reports climbing anxiety can feel like there's no safe harbor. The concerned are crying in the office and at the dinner table. Bloomberg Green, which is, a you can subscribe and read their articles. Ask readers and other members of the public how global warming is impacting their mental health. The answers cover a range of emotions. Tom Spencer. Said there was a moment where his feelings about climate change tipped over from something remote and abstract into real anxiety. The thirty-five-year-old Brit had spent years working on PR in the electric motorsports sector when he moved to Ireland in twenty eighteen and found himself confronting a flood of misinformation about electric vehicles. He said, like most people, I had to know that there is an underlying big problem. But it hadn't been my problem. It was really affecting my everyday life, he said. But the more greenwashing he encountered, the closer to home it became. A minute of adapting to a new culture added anxiety. The pandemic on top of that, yeah. He said, I was feeling suddenly everything just clicked. And I completely understand the scale of this issue. God, we wasted a lot of time. And now he's starting to have a meltdown. Let's see a uh, person named Flora, 38 years old, county manager at and this is uh went to the climate cop 28 last year, the climate conference right said that uh, twin cyclones which hit her country last year left people feeling cursed for her extra toll, came from pleading with people to help we've got well she wants government to stop hurricanes from happening. Everything we touch turns into something else. Our gardens, our plants were destroying our future everywhere. Yeah, I see, then there was Kate, forty-five years old, had to find a way to deal with climate anxiety, to become some sort of a counselor herself in order to deal with it. In twenty thirteen she found herself crying in her office and at the dinner table because of reading articles about coral bleaching. Okay. Um, About the coral bleaching, by the way, I recently played on air a scientist who has spent his lifetime studying coral reefs. And he says the coral reefs are fine, that especially the great coral reef near Australia is growing and doing great for a great coral reef. So, yeah, here are people, literally, they're at home crying at the dinner table over anxiety with things like this. Which is why I say all of this can be really exhausting after a while if this is what you're doing with your mind. Rather than taking time, it's okay to be concerned about things and try to fight for causes that you believe in. But you also got to stop every now and then and live a little bit. Instead of driving yourself into such serious anxiety that you're now crying at work in your office space, you're crying at the dinner table. Coming up on some local news we have to take care of right after the local news update on the weather forecast. Then, nice long segment of open phone so you can change the subject all you want. Morning, Carol, Carols, and Casper. What's the movie Primary Colors about Clinton? I didn't see the movie, but I can look it up. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
0: Thursday. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-Woods. This is K2 Radio.
2: 8.36 the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, Triple 897 Woods the phone number. That's 88897. W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject by with me. Also, there are people, Carol and Casper, Chet and Yoder, John and Gillette, so many other people who will send me notes by text. So if you have the Wake Up Wyoming app, download it on your phone, which is free, by the way. Then all you have to do is hit the chat button. And send me a text message, and I see that I answer it on the air. I answer it off the air. Either way, I just go ahead and whatever the case might be, I answer that for you. I say, okay. I'm trying to. There we go. Mike and Laramie, hello, Mike. Hey, Glenn.
10: You've been you've been giving the uh, audience some bad information about oh. penguins. I'm
2: afraid. Oh, to tell yeah, you. I'm, okay.
10: Yeah, uh, birds don't get rabies. It's mammals only.
2: When did I say your oh oh rabid penguins? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
10: Well, I mean, it's, it's um, mammals only. Sorry yeah. Well, I think the other part of rabid that rabid is why
2: would you need? Why would I need to sell you rabid penguin spray in Wyoming?
10: That's that's also true.
2: Yes. Yeah, you know, the only penguin rabid. I know of in Wyoming is if you go to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and you go to Little America, walk in. There's a stuffed penguin there.
10: I didn't know that,
2: and they are a lot bigger than you think.
10: Yeah, the emperors are, and the kings. Oh yeah, 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 they're they're big. Depending on the species,
2: they're like four foot tall or something like
10: that. Yeah, and um, since you were talking about um, Trump the musical and Mm -hmm. and presidents who philandering presidents, well, why not just why not just Bill Clinton? Yeah, why not JFK and FDR and maybe even Grover Cleveland? Let's go back, Uh, sure.
2: Yeah, why why not? Okay, yeah. In fact, I would love to see one on JFK. I mean, because then you get to bring Marilyn Monroe back.
10: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about
2: her. Yeah, then she can sing Happy Birthday again, because that wasn't creepy enough, I remember
10: that. Oh, yeah. I was was old (laughs) enough to to remember that.
2: As long as you're doing it, might as well go all the way.
10: Yeah. All right. And you were talking to a gentleman about this uh, uh, convention in the States. Right. And usually those, that's usually when I've heard them in the past, they're talking about a balanced budget. Right. If they do this, I think a more important amendment would be to restrict the bureaucracy. Oh, yeah. They can't make regulations unless Congress approves it
2: before it becomes law. Exactly right, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. In fact, I would even, I know they don't want to get into too many topics here, but I would even like to make some kind of regulation limiting what the size of government should look like, which would make them get rid of most of the federal government. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, Lord, where we should I'd be. love that. All right. Thank you, okay, Mike. Okay, go ahead. Thanks. Right. Sure. Triple A 97, what's the phone number? Eight 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 ninety-seven woods Oh, this is going to make you so happy. And you know when I say that, I'm being sarcastic, right? Congress wants to give Americans $7 billion to help pay monthly Internet bills. I, I'll read it again because I know you're just, you looked at the radio and went, wait, wait, what? <clears throat> Congress wants to give Americans $7 billion, not per person, no, all of us, to help pay monthly Internet bills. So a program to help low-income Americans get access to the Internet is running out of money. Now, Republicans and Democrat in Congress are actually working together to get more funding. Lawmakers introduced the Affordable Connectivity Program Extension Act, which would provide $7 million to help Americans who live below the poverty line to pay their monthly Internet bill. You have to pay it. Yourself. I have to pay it myself. But no, they, okay. February 8th, the Federal Communications Commission stopped accepting new applications and enrollments. ...for the Affordable Connectivity Program unless Congress provides more funding. The FCC predicts it will run out of money by April. Quote, I can tell you, as my kids grew up on food stamps, every dollar matters. According to a Republican from New York, if this program is allowed to sunset... ...and the dollars spent in families will be forced to make some really important decisions... And I can tell you what's going to fall off the budget right away, access to the Internet, which I think is a a great idea. Let let them fail. Also, remember the Obama phone thing? Yeah, just handing out free phones. That's still a thing. Let's cut that off too. People who want stuff like that, you want a cell phone? Okay, cool. Go earn the money to go get a cell phone. You want Internet. I get it go earn the money to go get yourself internet. All right. In 2021, Congress passed the bipartisan infrastructure law, allowing 14.2 billion to the FCC. This funding enables eligible households to receive $30 monthly internet bill discount and a one-time $100 discount for purchasing a laptop or desktop tablet, something like that. Twenty-two million households have signed up for the program and lawmakers are warning there will be consequences without action to secure this funding. Again, I, as far as I'm concerned, shut the program down. If you're looking at me going, yeah, but you can't afford it, Glenn. You can't. Hey, I've in my life, I've been in a tough spot. And I decided it was not acceptable to be in that tough spot. So I got myself out of it. So, okay quote, there will be moms and dads that are struggling with mental health and won't have access to mental health support because of the lack of internet service. You see how they're trying to sell this, right? There'll be kids who need the internet in order to educate, in order to improve their education. Do you really think that that's what they're using it for, by the way? To qualify, households must be below the 200% of the federal poverty level. A family will also be eligible. If a member participates in another federal assistance program like SNAP, uh, Medicaid, federal housing assistance, and so on. According to one, half of the beneficiaries are military families. Additionally, four million are senior citizens. Three million are families with school-age children who qualify. I don't believe all of their numbers here, honestly. There are, uh, quote, we are here to fight for equitable, they have to throw in buzzwords, equitable. Access to high-speed broadband, which in 2024 is a basic necessity, said one Democrat from California. No, it's not. It's certainly as helpful as all hell, but it's not a basic, that's not what a necessity is. The In the age of virtual meetings, telehealth appointments, and online schoolwork, it has never been more important for Americans to have access to affordable, high-speed Internet, he said. The bill has at least 29 co-sponsors in the House and three in the Senate, lawmakers ranging from, and it names, Democrats to Republicans. Which is another one of those cases where I would say, okay, I would like to find out who those Republicans are. Their names are right here. And turn to their districts and say, okay, Democrats. Uh, do you agree with this? Because this is what your representative is doing. I don't. I would like in the Senate, since this right now is happening in the Senate, I would like my senators to know that I would like you to vote against it because this is not the proper use of government. And I do understand there are people out there who will not have – I want to get rid of the Obama phone too – who will not have those cell phones, who will not have the internet. And the answer to them is you can have those things. But you have to go get it. It is not the responsibility of the American people to provide for you. You are supposed to provide for yourself. So if you find yourself needing or wanting something, absolutely you can go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Get yourself out there and get to work and go get these things. It is not somebody else's responsibility. And by the way, just because someone's not doing well, if somebody is poor, they don't have to stay that way. The idea, well, they're chronically poor, they're always going to be poor. It doesn't have to be that way. Help them to get out of that so they can buy these things. 845.
0: Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio.
2: the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox to talk to Frank Gambino. Frank, have you ever heard of Wyoming's Iron Riders? Wyoming's Iron Riders. Not iron. I-R-O-N. Oh, Iron Riders. Yes. No. Okay. So... This was uh during a time when we had, you know, the Buffalo Soldier here in Wyoming, mm-hmm. and the bicycle had been invented. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, bicycles back then lacked a few things. Like, like tires? Yes. Uh, well, they they had more like wagon wheels oh, okay. and no brakes. <laughs> well, and who needs brakes when
4: you're going downhill, right? Or right? They didn't have like uphill.
2: The big rubber, you know, that we'd have now. Yeah. So it was rather hard. So they decided to try an experiment. Which would be better? Uh, saddling riders up on horses, or having them ride bikes. Horses will horses win bikes, yes. every now, single. Miss Mary time. and I had a discussion about this, and we agreed. Are you crazy? What? <laughs> Obviously, you picked the horse. You know, this is going to be. I know you got to take care of the horse, but I mean, really, this is going to be so much easier with the horse. But anyway, they took a long trip. These iron riders, as an experiment. A 1,900-mile trek in 1897 by those Buffalo Soldiers, 25th Infantry Regiment Bicycle Corps. And they, part of the route came right through Wyoming as they went through several states. They were on the road for weeks. And a lot of times there wasn't a road, as you can imagine. These They're on bikes or on horses? Bikes. Okay. Yes, with no brakes. Right. Yeah.
4: If I if I were one of those soldiers and say who invented this? Well, yes. Oh, oh, that would be me. It's going to be yes. great. Go, you are coming with yes. us okay. for nineteen hundred miles, yeah. and you yes. tell me
2: how this going to yes. how this works. Here's here's what I told Miss Mary that I would do. So if somebody turned and said, I think we need to experiment to find out which is better, the bicycle or the horse. So you, Glenn, get on that bicycle and ride nineteen hundred miles. Yeah. And my answer would be, no, no. This is your idea. I will sit here and wait, and you tell me what happened when you come back. Exactly.
4: Men's college basketball tonight: the Wyoming Cowboys in Reno to take on Nevada. It's been a win some, lose some kind of season with a record of 13 and 12 for the folks and six and six in Mountain West play. In the latest NCAA Net basketball rankings, UW is 161st in the country with a record of one and seven in Quad One games and five and two in Quad Four games. Folks that did beat Nevada earlier this season, 98-93, but the Wolfpack are 20 and five and they're seven and 5 in league play after their win over UNLV their last time on. That's a 9pm start tonight from Reno. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio in Casper and KGTY in Laramie. Boys High School basketball from Friday. The top two teams in 4A squared off and second rated Laramie beat number one Cheyenne Central 71-63. So Laramie is 16-3 and on the year and Central drops to 19-2. and Cheyenne East beats Cheyenne South 61-41. East is 17-5 and and South is 0-20. Thunder Basin down the Trona 52-49. NC is 14-5 and on the year and Kelly. Cal- Walsh is 7-13 and after a 46-38 loss to Cody. On Saturday, Buffalo beat Glenrock in 3A play, 57-32. Glenrock is 6-9. A 1-A KC over Hewlett on Saturday, 60-34. KC is 7-14 on the year, and Midwest is 5-13 after a 78-29 victory over Arvita Claremont. State High School Wrestling Tournament will start on Thursday, in Casper at the Ford Center for the boys. Star Valley and Thunder Basin won regional titles in 4A. Green River and Rollins won their regional tournaments in 3A, while Moorcroft and Kemmer won 2A regional titles. On the girls' side, Sheridan won the East Regional and Star Valley won the West Regional. So all that wrestling will start on Thursday, boys and girls, and run through Saturday at the Ford Center. A couple of former Wyoming Cowboy football players have been invited to the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Laramie Native offensive lineman Frank Crum is one of them. He started 48 games in his career on the O-line for the Pokes. It was the first team all-Mountain West Conference selection. The other guy going to the Combine is linebacker Easton Gibbs. He's eighth in the, on the all-time list for, in the school for tackles with 362 and he was the first team all-conference selection the nfl combine in indy will be february the 29th through march the third
2: and that's it Let's so w- when we take a look at bicyclers you've seen them on the interstates uh, yeah. they're out there riding cross-country and they are on a nice bike which is made from very lightweight but incredibly strong metals they have nice puffy tires on there Right? And they have all sorts of gear to help them out. Yeah. Okay. And we still look at them, and they're on the paved road, and we still look at them and think, are oh, you <laughs> crazy? Those
4: iron riders didn't have a water bottle, did they? Well, th- they would they, probably or- have a
2: water bottle, but they also had their camping gear with them too. Okay. But again, these are big heavy iron bikes with basically wagon wheels that didn't have any rubber on them at the time and no brakes. You know what? I'll make you a deal. We'll Mm. we'll still, me and Mary will go on horseback, but you can ride the bike, but we'll give you tires. No, no. Here's here's what's going to happen. Uh, You go on horseback in front of me. I will tie the bike to your horses. And then we'll drag (laughs) you the whole 1900 miles. and Everything will be fine. All right. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, I got two horses in front of me pulling me. I'm going to be great, right? Going up on some local business. We have to take care. We're going to roll it. Oh, by the way, the iron story I just told you about with the bicyclers, it is a true thing. And it's on the Wake Up Wyoming website this morning. If you have the Wake Up Wyoming app, which is free to download, and this Murray will alert it to you. Or you can go look it up on the Wake Up Wyoming site at your convenience. All right. Rolling into News Time and more open phones right after the weather report. Let's wake up, Wyoming. six. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. It is open phone. So triple eight ninety seven woods is the phone number. The last few calls were really good and those callers had nothing on their minds that I was talking about. They completely changed the subject. You're allowed to do that too. 888 woods is the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. Today's show is sponsored by Rabid Penguin Spray. The only spray guaranteed to keep dangerous rabid penguins at bay. And to Mike who called earlier. Hey Mike, How do you know there's no such thing as a rabid penguin? Have you ever met a penguin?
3: And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave, just one particular Dave from San Francisco.
2: We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Just a quick side note before I get into the first topic of this hour. So I do really, I really do enjoy talking with people. Not just on the phone, but there's people who use the Wake Up Wyoming app, and they text me. And I'm waiting to hear back here, Corey is in Nebraska. Now, he sent me a note, and we chatted back and forth briefly about a topic I was talking about. And he's just using the Wake Up Wyoming app to do that. But he is in Endicott, Nebraska. I had to look that up. I'd never heard of it. So if you go into Nebraska, go down to the bottom of the panhandle there and move along the border with Kansas. Kansas. Okay. Go way out across – because Endicott, Nebraska is on the border between Kansas and Nebraska. And it's about two-thirds across the state. Now, that's way out there. That is way out there. So what I – I just sent a note to Corey asking, so are you using the Wake Up Wyoming app to listen – or are you listening to one of the radio stations that carries this program here? Because the closest I could figure is the station in Cheyenne if he's listening on radio. Now, we do have some other people. Like, for example, there's a gentleman who is from Wyoming, but he moved to Texas. And so he listens to the program off the Wake Up Wyoming app from Texas. My sister is in Florida, down below Orlando, about an hour or so, and she listens off the app as well. So I was curious as to... We're Corey from Indicott, Nebraska. How is he? He's listening to the program. All right. Now, hey, Colorado, you're up. Headline, take a look at Colorado's first cannabis ghost town.
5: I've got a thing for marijuana. Surrounds me like a sauna. When I get with you, I want to tell the world how much I love you.
2: I'm a cannabis man,
4: got a joint in each of my hands. Mr. North Panama, red. This true love will never end. Oh, how I love you,
0: marijuana, marijuana. Oh. All right, so
2: let's head on down. This is one of our stations with Town Square Media, called ninety nine point nine, The Point. Part of the town square media group uh, in, in and they write the same kind of stories and so on just for their region of the country, right So let's see, Kelsey is uh, writing this story. Colorado is ten years into the legalization of me- of marijuana, recreational marijuana. and I'm looking at it thinking, has it been ten years already? Wow, and sales are booming across the state. In some cities like Denver, Colorado Springs, dispensaries are prevalent as much as fast food restaurants, she writes. However, other cities have experienced a cannabis industry woe rather than success. Ordway, Colorado, never heard of it, for example, could be considered one of the state's first cannabis ghost towns. Under Amendment 64, Ordway began allowing commercial cannabis in 2016. So at its peak, the small southeastern town had about 56 active growing facilities. While it's a tiny city, I mean, more than a 1,000 residents once called Ordway home. So that's typical for some place like Wyoming. Oh, a town of a 1,000 people? That's big around here. Just a few years ago, pot growing facilities were flourishing at the time sending their products to dispensaries across the country. The destination was a cannabis boom town. If you wanted a cannabis, you went to that town. Unfortunately, Colorado saw a major decline in dispensary sales since pandemic restrictions ended. This resulted in the downfall of many businesses in the cannabis industry, along with the rest of the state. It took a huge toll on the town of Ordway. Now, before I read on, I would say there's something else to this as well. I would say that the part of the problem is Colorado started to regulate marijuana. I mean, yeah, it's you can smoke it. You can do the edibles and all that. But you have to do this uh, according to the rules and regulations and taxes and so on that come with it which makes it really expensive, which sent the industry back underground in large part. But anyway, reading on. So, okay. In 2023, marijuana licensing officials documented only 20 operating cultivations left in Orway. A majority of the buildings now sit vacant, abandoned, just like most of the town's homes. Residents left following the Green Rush, boarding up former abodes. Many... ...of these addresses don't even appear on Google Maps anymore. Hotel Ordway was built at the turn of the 20th century. And I'm looking at a picture of a Nice looking old building. And was re... Uh, ...remade standing for more than 125 years. If the walls of the historic establishment can talk... ...they surely have a lot to say. However, nowadays... ...there aren't many tourists coming into the town. The place is closed. When driving around town, tons of the field's former cultivation operators have become overgrown or just sit dried and dead. So they used to grow marijuana there, cultivate it, sell it. That's all just dried up. Hopefully life can flourish again someday in this tiny Colorado town. But for now, she writes, it's a cannabis ghost town. And I think I might just go ahead and send her a note and say, I think you... Got everything right in that story. You just left out that when Colorado started to overregulate and overtax, they sent a good portion of the industry just right back underground again, which is going to hurt towns like that. Okay, Corey from Nebraska sends me, uh, today anyway, back to Nebraska later on. Oh, okay. I see. I see. So, Corey, you're not in Endicott, Nebraska right now? Let me see. I'm see the last note here. I'm glad. The app. Oh, okay. The app. I'm um, in Amarillo, Texas. Okay. So Corey from Nebraska is listening on the app in Amarillo, Texas. And then back to Nebraska later on. Okay. So when you're in Nebraska, Corey, how do you listen to this radio program? Is it over the app? Or are you catching us on a radio station? Because there are some radio stations that carry this program. And man, they have some big powerhouse signals. So it wouldn't be surprising to me if, let's say, you were listening on KGAB, for example. Man, does that have a signal.
0: If I managed to make it
5: through this week, I would like my street jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle.
0: Thank you. You asked for an expert. Uh, well, we didn't have the budget for that. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. and 24-7 on the Wake Up Wyoming app. I'm so happy to be here, yeah.
4: I'm just happy to be here. Still, I know the world's on fire. The situation's dire. A lot of work and courage gonna be required, but... I'm just happy to be
2: here. Okay, so Corey from Nebraska is telling me can't pick up KGAB in Amarillo. I, I kind of figured that. However when he's up in nebraska there so i guess what you're telling me is see cory lives way across the bottom portion of nebraska as his home so he's way out there and i was kind of curious as to how he found the program was listening he said on the app when i'm close to cheyenne i listen to KJAB. i'll try the radio sometimes i pick up KJAB out of omaha in oklahoma so, again, KGAB and also K2 Radio, uh, which is out of Casper. So, KGAB is out of Cheyenne. K2 is out of Casper. Those are two stations that really have powerhouse signals. So, it doesn't surprise me that someone's way out there is listening to either of those stations, especially in certain directions at night because their uh, signals allowed to expand in certain directions at night. So, yeah, pretty impressive signals. But the rest of the time, yeah, I get it. It's over the Wake Up Wyoming app like a lot of people do. Okay. Thanks, Corey. I appreciate it. 922 is the time. Triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. So, okay, once again, climate activists continue to get the numbers wrong. I'll explain. So put on
7: your respirator and let's fix that generator while we're out we'll mend our fences too see i'm not afraid of dying just got reasons for surviving i want one more day in the apocalypse with you
2: yeah here we are in the last days in apocalypse and so on or so they tell us so uh, what well, I was t- talking earlier today about how coral reefs are being bleached and dying and so on. They're not. I actually played some audio from scientists who have spent decades studying coral reefs around the world. And, you know, there are some that go through problems and there's others that are growing. Overall, they're doing fine. Health stock of fish contradicts climate alarmist predictions. Story says the ocean's still very much a mystery to humankind with a vast majority of it unexplored. This author writes, earlier in my career, I wanted to make an in-depth study of how climate affected marine life. After all, many media reports claim that the oceans will become empty by 2048. That's another one of those predictions that never came true. By 2048, there won't be any more life in the oceans. We would have killed it all. So, as a graduate research assistant, he said, I explored the adaptability of marine fish and invertebrates and et cetera, et cetera, and ocean temperatures, and found that both are highly adaptable to changes in the water around them. Now, evidence emerging from scientific studies shows that marine life may be benefiting from warmer waters. Marine life is benefiting from warmer waters. Contrary to the hyperbole, he writes climate reports, and so on. There's no alarming increase of global sea surface temperatures. There is no alarming increase of global sea surface temperatures. Even if temperatures increase substantially, fishes are free to migrate to cooler waters or wherever they feel comfortable. Fish also have natural adaptive mechanisms. Since their initial emergence in Earth's waters, fish has developed Ways to allow them to not only survive but thrive in a variety of environments. This reminds me back in the early days of the Rush Limbaugh show when there were climate activists who were trying to stop now, stop Western states like Washington state cutting down trees because of the spotted owl. And they claimed that the spotted owl can only live in this certain kind of tree. That's the only place they make their nests. So, you got to stop cutting down those trees. Then it was found someone took a picture of a spotted owl that had made a nest in the K of a Kmart sign over the store. So, there goes that. In addition, the story says, and this author and researcher writes, in addition, the genetic adaptability of fish is also on display in short term allows them to adapt to temperatures and other physical factors. When combined, these mechanisms act as significant protection against the ill effects of their physical environment. Despite this, it's not uncommon to see on the news fisheries crashing under the weight of the climate crisis. However, in real world data, contradicts all of this. He writes, a 2016 scientific study assembled the largest of its kind database coupled to state-of-the-art biometric models for more than uh, 4,500 fisheries around the world. The studies found global fisheries will profit from an increase in marine species. The degree of this commercial success will depend on a, a range of measures, including ones that enable increased catches from individual communities. So in 2020, there was a record 214 million tons of production for both wild catches and well, fisheries. State of World Fisheries Around the World 2022 report shows that production grew by 14%. Fishes are expected to become more affordable and accessible with prices decreasing in the coming years, according to people who are in that industry. As of 2017, around 65% of fish stocks were biologically sustainable. Oh, there's that word being used against them. An index of population of health is maximum sustainability yield and it talks about the stocks and so on. So, once again, once again, here they tell you. Oh, the fish are going to die off because of all this warming. By this date, there's going to be no sea life left in the oceans. And the opposite of that is happening. We're losing our coral reefs. No, the coral reefs are growing. Just the opposite is happening despite what you, if you actually listen to what the, and that was the scientist that I was reading from, actually listen to what the scientists say. It's not what the media or the politicians telling you. For those who missed it early this morning, Biden administration is funding research into edible bugs. Raised on landfill refuse. In other words, edible bugs raised in landfills. So you can eat them. They're mainly focusing on crickets. The United States Department of Agriculture is funding research into trash fried crickets. Uh, Yeah, because they consider regular meat to be unsustainable as protein. So they put about $130,000 in grants. To support research into using municipal landfills to raise crickets, to harvest them for human consumption. And they want you to eat that for breakfast. Yum. Coming up on some local news that we have to take care of right after the local news update on the weather forecast. And you and I get back into it again. Phones will be open. Triple A97 Woods, that's 97 W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject. However you want to do this, that's fine. I'll just kinda roll with the whole thing. Let's wake up Wyoming.
0: to talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at
2: 888-97-WOODS. 9.36 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming, so off we go here. That's a question that I wanted to answer for some people. It's on the Wake Up Wyoming site. If you go to certain airports around Wyoming, the airport is listed as an international airport, right? For example, it, I did this for the story I was writing. Natrona County, Casper International Airport. Now, a lot of times people drive by that and they kind of chuckle, international, you right. Not like you can get on an airplane and fly direct to Paris. That's not going to happen. So why the international airport designation? And that's not the only Wyoming airport that has that de- designation. So I've known this for a while, but then I started to realize that a lot of other people have questions, especially because... I'm a dork like this. I actually on Facebook follow different Wyoming airports that post on Facebook. Yeah, I want to see where they're up to. So, from the Natrona Casper Natrona County International Airport Facebook page, they write, "What does it mean to be an international airport?" The designation is the US Port of Entry meaning it is a U.S. customs office allowing passengers and freight to enter the United States. Why most people think of this term as an international air carriers, think Air Canada. It actually is a custom office at the airport, which clears about 500 aircraft a year. So this could be aircraft coming up from South America, and they fly way into the United States and land in Wyoming. There's a custom check, Canada for example. And it's not always people in many... It could be you know people, corporate jets and so on. That's very possible. But it could also be uh, just cargo coming in and out. So then I looked up this definition. International airport can be named as such by simply containing a customs and border control facility enabling international flights, regardless of whether international flights currently operate from the airport there's that too however i do know that some wyoming airports mostly from canada things are coming down into the united states yes it could be a corporate jet or it could have some cargo fedex and so on and so they stop to get clear through customs here's another one aviation experts definition of international airport doesn't have anything to do with how large the facility is or how frequently flights head to overseas destinations Or just out of the country. An airport that features customs and border control facilities that allow passengers and freight to travel between countries is key to determine the international designation. Now, if you're wondering, well, then if it only comes over a a few times, maybe during the course of a year. Well, there are some places that I know, not even in Wyoming, other places where, like, for example, let's say I wanted to fly my little airplane to Canada. And I land at some little airport somewhere out in Millinore. I have to stay in my airplane because I'm not allowed to step on Canadian soil until they clear me. That's the law. But I would have cleared it in advance. I would have made a reservation. And the customs person will be there to meet me. So before I fly over the border, I just let them know I intend to land at such and such an airport in Canada at such and such a time. Can I have a customs guy show up? Yes, they say. I will pay for this, by the way. They're going to make me pay for the customs guy. But anyway, so he makes, he sets up an appointment to be there. Other than he has other work to do, but he will make that appointment. And I have to sit in the airplane and not move. I mean, well, I can talk to him and move, but I'm not allowed to get out until he clears me to get out. That's how that works. Now, uh, that's why if you go to an airport in Wyoming and you see International Airport, Sometimes things are coming up from the south but in most cases things are coming down from Canada to the north again either corporate jets or cargo and that's where they go to get cleared however however often that may happen
5: ma'am I pulled you over because you failed the signal on that last turn.
6: I used my turn signal, I swear.
5: Has this ever happened to you? Have you
2: been ticketed for not using your turn signal even though you have? Have you checked your blinker fluid lately? Well, how about you check your local auto parts dealer for OK blinker fluid and indicator lamp lubricant. With OK blinker fluid, your turn signals will work bright and smooth. And while you're there, ask for other OK engine Products, okay engine rotator splints, okay muffler bearings, okay piston turn springs to make sure your pistons turn smoothly, and okay hypertension headlight valves. Okay products for the person who knows nothing about their car. We have everything. Okay auto products by
5: snake oil. Whoa, 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 whoa! Radio W O K broadcasting from
1: mom's basement until a climate change floods it, which according to Greta Thunberg could be any day now. At which point. We'll move up to the attic right between a TV antenna and a smelly fever truck. He's
0: talking to himself in a padded room, and you could be the voice in his head. Join the conversation on Wake Up Wyoming, 866-97 Woods.
2: 947 the time. Off we go to the icebox. Ring Gambino is waving by. Okay. Frank, uh, slight age check here for both of us, but I think we'll both get this one easily. All right. I'm ready. Okay. So we're going to go back to, as it said here, in TV Guide. Back when you sat down and opened up this little book called TV Guide and went through to find out what you were going to watch that night. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The most fabulous Tuesday on TV. All new episodes. So, uh, Richie and Lori Beth get married, but why is Fonzie kissing the bride? The television show is? Happy Days. Of course, yeah. Okay. In the Army, uh, Laverne and Shirley, that's already a giveaway. Uh, they have to hide a AOL buddy. A wall, buddy. Yeah, yeah he's a wall from the army. Okay. Uh, now this is between seven p.m. and seven uh, then eight p.m. because that learned Vernon Shirley started. they ran 30. back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you would get done with the evening news, right? Because you had your local news for a half hour, then, which then, you were on, Frank. Yes, I was. Yes, yeah. And then a half hour of national news, and then they went back to the local news. Yeah, and then the then, sitcoms would the, start the, at seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see. Then uh, let's see. To escape a jealous rival, Jack may have to go underground permanently. The show is, um, Jack the Ripper. No, Three's Company. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now it, you... Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That, okay. I, I can forgive you that one because I only said Jack. If I had said the other two girls, well, then it would, would have been easier. Yeah. yeah. Henry's been fired. Will a call from the Oval Office get him his job back? Henry. Hmm. Henry. Yeah. Henry. Okay. No. Yeah. Too close for comfort. Oh. Which I never watched many episodes I, of. I, 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 wasn't I, I don't think
4: it. I watched yeah, any of them.
2: Okay. It. okay. Um, let me see. Oh, okay. This couple, I wouldn't say who, meet a high school fashion murderer who thinks Jennifer is dressed to kill. No clue. It's an action mystery show.
5: It's still no clue. Heart to heart. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, okay. I
2: don't think I watched it very much. No, okay. But... <laughs> I think I watched an episode or two, and that was about it. After that, you know, but I do recognize all of those shows. Now, out of those shows. Do you think any of them were worth a damn? Not really. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. Ha- I think Happy Days
4: yeah. will actually go down in uh, American TV lore. Sure. Yep. I was at the Smithsonian mag, uh, not magazine, but the museum in Washington. Right. Guess whose jacket is right of there? The
2: Fonz. Yeah. yeah. And His and
4: jacket is right there, and it's in the same setting as Archie Bunker's chair. Exactly the right. Archie yeah. Bunker chair is right there, and the Fonz jacket right yeah. there. Now,
2: is when you saw Archie. Bunker's chair. Is Edith's chair in the uh, little table in between? You know what? i got to remember just... that. Okay. I know his chair is there. I, yeah, I know okay.
4: it. Um, that's a that's a good question. I might have to look that up. That's a I mean, good question. If you've
2: going to have Archie's chair there, you got to have the little you table in the middle chair. and Edith's chair. chair. There was a, and I thought this was really interesting how this guy did this. <clears throat> There's a guy on YouTube. I've only watched a few episodes of this, but I thought it was fascinating. He is an architect. So he took a look at the scene uh, – the the setting we always saw, the house and all, in the family. Yeah. If you could walk over to the staircase and turn around, what would you see? Up Besides to- the audience and the cameras, what would you see? Mm. So as an architect, he got in there and drew what the house probably looked like. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, looking the other way. Yes, looking the other way. Yeah, yeah, from the okay. other perspective. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then he did the same thing. Now, this was a, a difficult one to do. For the Brady Bunch, he took a look at it and said, the Brady Bunch house is impossible. Because he had too many stairs. Yeah. Oh, there's all sorts of problems with what that looked like from the outside and the inside doesn't match a bit.
4: It, it was never designed to, I think. All right, a men's called hoops tonight. The Wyoming Cowboys with a roadie at Nevada. Cowboys have been, been uh, you know, up and down. They win some, you lose some. They're thirteen and twelve overall, six and six in Mountain West play. In the latest NCAA net basketball rankings, UW is one hundred and sixty first in the country with a record of one and seven in quad one games and five and two in quad four games. Now the folks did beat Nevada earlier this year, 98-93, but the Wolfpack will come into tonight's game with a record of twenty and five and seven and five in league play after a win over Nevada Las Vegas. Their last. Timeout. Nine PM tip off tonight from Reno. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Laramie. Boys High School basketball from Friday. The top two teams in four A squared off. Second rated Laramie beat number one Cheyenne Central, 7163. Laramie is 16-3 on the year, and Central drops to 19 and 2. Cheyenne East, a big winner over Cheyenne South, 6141, East is 17 and 5, and South is yet to win a game this year after 20 drives. Thunder Basin down the Trona 49 NC is 14-5. And Kelly Walsh is seven and thirteen on the year. If we after a 46-38 loss to Cody uh, back on Friday. Then on Saturday, Buffalo over Glenrock in 3A play 57-32. Glenrock is 6-9 and 1A play KC over Hewlett 60-34. So KC is 7-14 and on the year and Midwest beat Arvada Claremont uh, 78-29. So the Oilers are 5-13. St. High School Wrestling Tournament will start Thursday in Casper at the Ford Center for the Boys. Star Valley and Thunder Basin won regional titles in Class 4A. Green River and Rollins won their regional tournaments in 3A with Moorcroft and Cameron Kimmer- winning 2A regional titles. On the girls' side, Sheridan won the East Regional and Star Valley won the West. And that all starts on Thursday and runs through Saturday at the Ford Center. A couple of former Wyoming Cowboy football players have been have been invited to the NFL Combine that will be in Indianapolis starting on late, starting later this month. Laramie native and offensive lineman Frank Crum is one of them. He started 48 games in his career with the Cowboys on the O-line and was a first-team All-Mountain West Conference selection. The other guy going to the Combine is linebacker Easton Gibbs. He is eighth on the school's all-time list in tackles with 362. Also a first-team all-Mountain West Conference selection. The NFL Combine in Indianapolis February the 29th through March the 3rd. That's it in sports.
2: So, um, when it came to watching tv now you and i would be much younger at that time the p- time period i was talking about did you get to have any say in the house no zero
8: no no, no, totally no we
4: watched I, watch. I, when i watched it was whatever my father wanted oh, to yeah, watch right, yeah, so okay. but but he he loved all the family you
2: know <laughs> oh yeah we, we well, watched it all the time yeah <laughs> you, you, i don't think they could put that show on tv now no i have you ever gone and watched a show you loved it back then but you go to watch it today and you think, what the hell was I you thinking? You know what? I'd
4: have just... to go back to the to TV Guide, actually, yeah. to say, boy, that wasn't as good yeah. as that. Yeah. No.
2: I, I found myself doing that actually quite often. I loved that show when I was a kid. Then I got older and watched it and went, the hell was I? Was I a moron? What yeah. was like, I like? Went... Like Starsky and Hutch or something. Oh, God. It was just, yeah. Okay. But, you know, we're supposed to get smarter as we go. We over. don't. Yeah, so you're right. All right. See you tomorrow. You. coming up on some local business we have to take care of. On that hopeful note, (laughs) let's wake up, Wyoming.